At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome in. It is primetime action on this July 4th night from our South Point Sportsbook Studio here in Las Vegas. I'm Ben Wilson. Matt Brown on the desk. Kelly Bidlin behind the glass. I would say there's a lot to get to, but outside of uh, we had controversy in the hot dogs, Matt, and we have some good baseball, and then we're just going to have some fun. So, you know, whatever you're doing on this 4th of July, hang out with us. And when you say have a good – have some baseball, four games. (laughs) Four four games. So, yeah, yeah, four games, only one of which is going down – this hour, uh, that's the Cardinals and the Braves. Dakota Hudson and Kyle Wright are going to be going at it here. The Braves and Wright are minus 175 home favorites at DraftKings, plus 150 on Hudson and the Cardinals on the road as underdogs. Nine and a half your total. 8-10 Eastern, the Twins and the White Sox. We got Dylan Bundy and Johnny Cueto. Johnny Cueto and the White Sox are minus 145. Home favorites, plus 125 on Bundy and the Twins. Nine is your total there. 9-07 Eastern, we have the Blue Jays and the A's. Alec Manoa for the Blue Jays. Cole Irvin for the A's. Manoa and the Blue Jays are minus 255 road favorites there over Irvin and the A's. They're plus 215 at home as underdogs, seven and a half the total. And then at 910 Eastern, our final first pitch, the Rockies and the Dodgers, Kyle Freeland and Julio Urias. We have the Dodgers as minus 295 home favorites there over the Rockies. Freeland and the Rockies are plus 245 on the road as underdogs, a flat eight. Your total Mookie Betts back for the Dodgers. So that lineup got a lot better over the weekend. How many people do you think have just been you know, drinking all day and they look at their betting card and they're like, yeah, Dodger Blue Jay parlay? Yes. Like, what could possibly go yeah, wrong? It, How many it, people actually, will be Braves, that actually, Braves, Blue Jays, Dodgers parlay is what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. They're doing the three of those. Yeah. You got to get it to a plus number. Come on, Ben. If Let's you wanted go. to play yeah. all three of those massive favorites, um, over at DraftKings, you're going to get plus 192. Plus plus 192 if you wanted to play all three. Yeah, plus 192 is way more fun than, what, minus 120 or whatever it would have been? Yeah, so, uh, you know, plus plus 192 Thank if you, you want to play. Thank you for the addition, Kelly. That makes a lot, <laughs> a lot more sense. If you do want to play uh, that, that, that Braves, Blue Jays, and uh, Dodgers parlay, okay. which honestly, 
I don't think it's the worst thing in Not the world. Bad. Yeah. Very un-American to play a minus money parlay on 4th of July, as Kelly expertly uh, expertly reminds me. There is some is some action going on right now, which we'll circle back to uh, in just a little bit. That uh, that Hudson-Wright matchup, it is interesting for the Cardinals, who they and the Brewers been in a very tight battle there in the NL Central. And as we were coming into the studio, Matt, mm-hmm. we just saw in this Cubs-Brewers game where the Brewers are a pretty uh, significant favorite here, inside the park home run off of Josh Hader, for the Cubs to take a 2-1 lead in the top of the ninth. Not something you see every day, and it comes from Seiya Suzuki, the young rookie who hits his fifth home run of the year. Took a crazy carom off the like the left center field corner, and Josh Hader, who hardly gives up any yeah. runs ever, has is given up an inside the parker. It was an, uh, it was an unfortunate, bad... I mean, listen, anytime you get inside the parker, someone has misplayed the ball, and that that happened here, and then also with the misplay, like you said, the, the awful carom as well. And then um, he actually made it, a lot of these inside the parkers are like, you know, like bang, bang, bang plays. Mm-hmm. And he was like, uh, you know, he's fairly comfortably in there, actually. So, yeah, interesting how this uh, how this one's going to play out. And again, for bad beat for Brewers betters, there's no doubt about that. And I being one of the people that have the Brewers oh. for the division and for uh, and over win total, I certainly don't like to see a game get stolen from them by an inside the park homer. But uh Looks like that's going to be the case. Brewers are about a dollar forty-five favorites today. Yes, I also share with you that divisional ticket, yeah. like minus one seventy-ish. And yeah. look, it's it's going to be very interesting if, with Hudson on the mound tonight. Uh, talked about uh, that line a second ago, plus uh, plus one fifty. The Cardinals coming back, but they could get to assuming this holds. Brewers are batting in the bottom of the ninth right now, down two-one. They could get uh, to within a single run. So we have that coming up, and then talking about intradivisions here. It's it's been fascinating to watch like this Twins Guardians White Sox. It's almost like you know who who wants it the least. Where mm. these teams in the AL Central, we've talked about it a lot, Matt. Just you go through these ups and downs where, especially the White Sox, have been so disappointing. But right as we thought, remember the Twins took the first couple games of that Guardian series, and you felt like okay, here comes a separation. And then the bullpen said, yeah, we're actually we're not going to follow along with that, and they they get walked off a couple different times by the Guardians. And once again, you have an opportunity now for a you know, team like the White Sox to get right back in the race. They are four and a half back. Guardians now two and a half back of the Twins and yet another pretty seminal series that starts here for Minnesota. And although they don't love the fact that they have Johnny Cueto on the hill tonight, they certainly love the fact that they're going up against Dylan Bundy, who has been correct, uh, who has been over the course of his career more times than not incredibly hittable. So that is a good way to get going there. Not so great for the A's going up against Alec Manoa, who has been absolutely lights out for the Blue Jays team. 9-2 and two on the season with a 2.09 ERA. Oh, don't count the Brewers oh. out just yet, my friend. Gr- uh, ground rule double on a ball that easily would have scored yeah. the runner oh, from first. Oh, man, that's so rough. It's, it's second and third with one out, but the Brewers do have the tying run at third, winning run at second off of David Robertson of the Cubs there, bottom of the ninth. We do have uh, another game that maybe you're interested in if you did want to uh, take a look at this Royals and Astros game. It's the bottom of the eighth there, 6-6, six to six, Royals and the Astros. The Astros uh, losing this hit battle 11-6, to six, but still have been able to plate six runs on the six hits and uh, have tied up the Royals, who got out to a, an early lead on them in this one. And uh, runs are coming here in the Giants and Diamondbacks game with the Giants – Trailing Diamondbacks three to two just in the bottom of the second. Rodon has given up three earned early here uh, against the Diamondbacks, and so again, those of us with Carlos Rodon uh, Cy Young tickets, you know, you're like, Come you on, know, man. what are we doing? Yeah, it's like that's this is what Carlos Rodon does. So uh, Royals anyhow. were up five nothing in that yeah. Astros game. They I saw even up five nothing. It was I think they were minus three sixty on the live line, which usually when a baseball team is up five nothing, yeah. it's a little higher than that. But kind of shows you the strength of the Royals uh, and the Astros and the other two games uh, as well. A couple of nothing nothing games. Mets Reds right now top of the second in Cincinnati. Guardians Tigers. That is the second game of a double dip. Tigers won earlier four to one. They're scoreless bottom of the second. And then Seattle. They it's, it's a lot of good pitchers getting touched up today. Sean Manaya gives up two early runs in the first inning. Two zip Mariners there 
in the top of the second, and uh, the Brewers are minus 200 now in the live line, which is very interesting when you are down one in the ninth with uh, two men in scoring yeah. position with one out to win the game. So uh, we'll see if that Yeah, I had some out. day baseball today. Three to two Marlins over the Nationals in 10 innings. The Orioles get it done over the Rangers, seven to six in 10 innings as well. Uh, you mentioned the Tigers 4-1 to win earlier today over the Guardians. Guardians just two hits in that game, actually. And then uh, the Red Sox, 4 nothing over the Jays a little bit earlier today. And what that does is is gives the Red Sox, again, just a, they, another game up on the Rays. Mm-hmm. We keep saying this, like, you know, that division is certainly interesting with three really good teams in the Red Sox, the Rays, and the Yankees. And then you've got the, the Blue Jays that are sitting there just hoping that this pitching continues to, you know, uptick a little bit. Because, again, they got to go to start out of uh, – they got a good start out of Kikuchi last time out, which was something they were certainly looking for. And then uh, Barrios needs to get fixed. And if that's the case, now you're going to be looking at, at four teams in one division in which we're, we're sitting here going, I mean, right. all four of these teams might be better than all the rest of the teams in, in the AL. They're all, yeah. all in favor to make the playoffs, yeah. which they certainly should be. And we'll see how, how it all plays out. And the Rays had just taken three straight in Toronto after losing the first two games of your classic five-game series. So we have a lot of baseball still to discuss. Do you have anything on the, the night card you're, uh, you're playing here pre-flop? No, nothing, no? No, no, no bets for me today. I started digging into some some Scottish Open stuff oh. today, so trying to trying to get ahead of of the Open Championship as well, <laughs> seeing if we can't uh, really nail these majors because as we as we'll see a little bit later, didn't didn't get didn't get anything done oh, in the that's a shame yeah in, in golf. This the week. majors have been good so far. I mean, they're my only three outright wins of the year. So yeah. <laughs> if you're gonna pick it outright. <laughs> Win. It's, it's the, uh, and what do we have? Ian, Ian Poulter. This is uh, seeing as Jad will be on with us tomorrow, who does have a legal background to talk about this a little more. He was the first one to bring it up on this show about uh, when the Live Tour had started, about what potential legal action we might see from players against tours. And uh, that looks like it will be happening with the Scottish Open uh, this weekend. I don't know if it's how many players this is going to involve in the end, I guess, but Ian Poulter winning a. Uh, winning a court battle there in the U.K. Uh, to allow him to play in the Scottish Open field this weekend. So, yeah, Matt, I, I thought it was interesting with with odds being posted today or, or last night and how those might change and if sportsbooks are going to have to, uh, you know, maybe not post stuff until Mondays or something like that until this all gets settled and figured out. Yeah, it was – so it was like a – it was like a arbitration type thing mm-hmm. or something. It was like it wasn't an actual legal deal. It was like a, a, a neutral arbiter or something who just makes the decision. And I guess everyone agreed to doing that or something. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I guess they'll. I saw it wasn't it sixteen players who originally filed that originally. So presumably, Kelly, it, it could be as many as sixteen. And yeah. there's yeah. yeah. So we'll. I see guess I'm many. seeing. I'm looking at an article right now from ESPN that it's it, it includes three players. But I don't know why that wouldn't be a set precedent then for right. every other player who would have qualified, right? They would still would have had to have qualified for it to play in it. But I, I guess I would expect this to be something uh, in the United States probably that's going to happen here too that we just haven't seen yet with the PGA Tour. Felt kind of inevitable because as I think the first time you, our friend was on, he was like, yeah, legally we, we just don't really know, so. I don't know. Oh, by the way, hit by pitch uh, in this Brewers-Cubs game uh, to load the bases, run. and then uh, David Robertson walks Christian Yelich mm-hmm. on four pitches. So 2-2, two, two, bases loaded, two outs, bottom of the ninth. Brewers and Cubs, uh, yikes alert if you yeah. had the Cubs, especially after going up uh, 2-1 there. So. Yeah, you feel like you, 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 feel like you were going to be the <laughs> recipient a of, a good, of a good bad beat, and, and instead no. now you're looking on, down the barrel of a bad, bad beat. So. I just, well, speaking of... I don't know if this really goes down as bad beat. We could maybe talk about this in a bit. The controversy at Coney Island today. Oh that's yes, we'll page one A sports. Sure. We also so Kelly reminds me. We this will now become thirty two teams in thirty one shows because we we are hitting two teams today in the, our NFL previews. We're going to the AFC North. It'll be Bengals and Browns. We'll talk about that later in the show. Uh, talk a little golf as well. But up next, the tennis. That was the big thing today. We are down to the quarterfinals, men's and women's side. We'll take a look at the futures there, see where the value lies as we are just getting started right here on Primetime Action. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in the Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete free for cash all season. Enter weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to join the action. Blue Moon made brighter, 21 plus only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Please drink responsibly. It's our first of three hours here on primetime action this July 4th, 2022. And the one baseball update we have, two actually, Brandon Nimmo. Three-run bomb off of Hunter Green, who Matt Brown has now given up 21 home runs in 76 innings pitched this year. That's pretty hard to do. Yeah, I mean, he's going to have to figure out how to to pitch, right? I mean, that's one of those things where he's all the talent in the world, and that gets you by to only so far, and you get to these big league hitters, and sometimes it takes these guys – just a little bit to figure mm-hmm. out how to how to act, actually pitch, you know, to these big league hitters, and certainly he's not quite there yet. I still think the future's bright for him, but certainly a uh, a lesson here in this first uh, go at it in the yeah. bigs. Yeah, oh, guy who throws ninety nine mm-hmm. with the fastball, tremendous stuff, but he's given up quite a few long balls. And then we we do see the Cubs get out of the bottom of the ninth. So two extra innings we go. Cubs and Brewers tied two two. Willie Adamas strikes out with the bases loaded. And uh, we, that is where we are right now. Brad Boxberger on for Milwaukee. An unfortunate strike. I mean, like, uh, he starts out with two balls that were thrown to him, both called strikes. And, uh, you know, now what you put you yourself do? in an 0-2 hole. You have to, and then you have to expand your strike zone and swing at anything because the first two pitches he already called strikes on you were balls. And so now you have to swing at balls. It was just, it was a, it was unfortunate for the Brewers there for sure. It, it, it certainly was. And now we go to uh, the 10th inning of that NL Central matchup. What we had earlier today, so while everybody, it seemed like everybody on Twitter at least, Matt, was complaining about ESPN putting the hot dog contest at Coney Island on ESPN News while the real sporting event, the Wimbledon, was going on ESPN and ESPN2. Matt, you and I might have been the only two people who were like, why is this an issue? But we did see a very interesting shakeup now as we have gotten to the quarterfinals here, both on the men's and the women's side. I wanted to ask you about the women's first map because it's very odd that you see like players completely leapfrog over the others given their positioning in the draw or based on their seeding. But we've pretty much had that where Simona Halep, who's battled injuries now for the past couple of years, absolutely takes Paula Bedosa to the woodshed today, a match I did not see coming at all. And she is now your favorite in a lot of books over on Jabur, who was the second favorite and had moved to the favorite after uh, Iga Sviatek was eliminated in the third round. DraftKings, they're even, plus 175. But certainly of the books who have differences on the prices, Halep uh, is the favorite, which is really, really interesting now that we're down to the final eight here. And, and hat, hat tip to, uh, to women's tennis yet again for just 
I mean, absolutely throwing a curveball to every single thing that we've yeah that we, that we think we know about anything. And listen, we said that that Wimbledon can certainly be highly variant, considering how much it does change the game with the serve and the way that things move on on grass. But if you'd have told me we would have gotten to the final eight players. And we had the three seed, and then the next highest seed we had was the sixteen seed. <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty interesting, you know, when you when you get to that point. And it, you know, it's look, I'm now I've all my all of, all of my ladies have been eliminated. Um, I took you know some flyers on some of the longer shots just to see if if chaos happened. The chaos happened, and none of them made it through. Yeah. Like I got yeah. the chaos I asked for, and the chaos happened, and still none of them made it through. So that's unfortunate that I don't have anyone, no rooting interest here in in this anymore. But um, if you take a look, yeah, I mean, the way the Halop played today, that was like vintage. One and two. Yeah, that was yeah. like vintage Halop, right? I mean, it was it was the Halop we used to see, like you said, before she went through just this this massive, massive downswing with all the injuries and taking the time off, and then when she would come back, the mental frustrations and all the things she was she, she was having and unable to really keep her concentration during matches and whatnot. But uh, certainly a very, very impressive effort today. And, I mean, listen, I, I get why she's up there from an odds perspective because if you're betting on the upside and the talent, right, I mean, mm-hmm. then, then that's what you're getting. I still think Jabor is probably the rightful favorite here. But the way that this has played out, Ben, if somebody came to me and said, I want to bet anyone on that board, it would be very tough for me to make yes. a compelling case as to why they should not. I actually think it is Samova's probably yeah. good value, yeah. and she's the one who goes up against Halep in the, in the next quarter. Jabur, I certainly give the edge to simply because her her half of that draw right now, she would if she beats Marie Buskova, who has knocked out the unseated Czech player who's had a very good tournament, knocking out, I think, a couple of your yeah. of, of your ladies, Matt, at, uh, at one point or another. And then the all-German matchup between uh, Maria and Niemeyer, who, again, Tatiana Maria, 25-1, to 1, Julie Niemeyer, 14-1. to 1. Have to give the edge to Jabert to at least make the final. Yeah. But, yes, to, let's keep in mind, too, Simona Halp, the last time she played Wimbledon, 2019, she won yeah. and didn't hold it in 2020. She, she was unable to play last year due to injury, so she has the pedigree. But given how you make a great point, the way this tournament has gone, it's sort of like every time you think a player, and at least Cornette was yeah. the great example, yeah. knocks off Vigus Swiatek. I knew a lot of people who were on Cornette today and loses in three to uh, Tom Janovich, who has a pretty good pedigree on grass as well. Yeah, and, and then over on the men's side, you know, we're down to the final eight. A little bit more, a little bit more chalky than on the women's side for sure, but um, you know we do have we do have Djokovic in center, which is going to be a a the the premier match of this round with Djokovic being the top seed, of course, and then center coming in as the tenth seed and just the fourth favorite. You can see to win Djokovic all the way to minus two fifty, rightfully so. By the way, the last time he lost a match on grass was twenty eighteen, <laughs> and that's not a joke. Twenty eighteen nope. was the last time he lost Go a match back. on grass. So. Um, you know, I, minus two fifty, yeah. four to one on Nadal, seven to one on Kyrgios, and then twenty to one or longer on everybody else left in the in the tournament. Um, you know, I've got that eighteen to one on Kyrgios. I am feeling pretty good about that ticket and holding that ticket. I mean, if we're talking about just pure, if we're talking about just pure talent of the people left in here, he, I think he's second to only Djokovic on this surface. Um, I understand you're going to be, what are you, it's Rafael Nadal. I said, on this surface, on this, mm-hmm. if it favors a game like Kyrgios has. Um, but it, it's just, you know, again, he he did kind of fool me with the, oh, I'm going to calm down. I'm, I'm going to be, you know, I'm chill out. I'm 27 now. I don't need to be doing all this stuff. And then, of course, the first thing he does is go out there. <laughs> and he starts screaming at his box, and he's screaming at people in the Spits stand. at a heckler. You spoke and, about it all last week, too. Know, it was the, funny. The, the <laughs> claimed a heckler, spit at him. Yeah, like the, the, whole, the, the whole nine yards. Then he's, you know, he's fighting with Tsipas and, the, you know, everything else. And, but I'll, I'll say this, though. <laughs> that was We funny. learned something about Tsitsipas in that, and that is yeah. that he uh, – he can't hang. Like, you can get under his skin, yes, apparently, like, real easily. This is going to be a strategy moving forward for people against him because it took very little for him to go on full-blown full blown tilt like I, in that match. The, the post-match stuff was beyond entertaining when it was he, – he admitted, admitted to the press that, you know, he hit a ball at someone he shouldn't have hit a ball at. He admitted, admitted to – and, and then admitted to purposely hitting – at Curios, right? And then it was, and then he tried to spin it that all into this is all Curios's fault. Yeah. And I was I'm like, gonna, wait, I'm going to 90 second sport talk radio here because, like, it is so absurd. The notion that 
that Curios hitting an underhand serve is disrespecting the game of tennis and is is disrespecting his opponent and all yeah. this and has no respect for his opponent is the most old is the oldest, tiredest, most ridiculous narrative that's going on out there. John McEnroe's commentary during that match was embarrassing. It was literally embarrassing for the sport how he was sitting here at every turn taking a shot at Kyrgios because he got upset that he un- hit an underhand serve and talked a little bit during the match. It was the, like full on, it was old man screaming at the cloud no stuff question. where you're just like, and and it's rich coming from him. I, yeah. I was going to say. And it's rich coming from him <laughs> as well, right? Like the dude that everyone hated because he acted out and did all the stuff that he did. And then now he's the one that's going to lecture Nick Kyrgios about how you should act on a tennis court and how you, what you should do. Like get out of town. The, those things in sports where it's, okay, player what player X decides to do whatever, and the only person he's hurting in the end is himself. I always like when there's when there's massive outlash against that. I, I never understand. Ben, like, you play tennis. I play tennis. Here's an idea: if you don't want to get underhand served, don't stand against that, the yeah. back fence. It's a pretty you novel. Can, you cannot stand against the back wall. That's one way you cannot get underhand served. So Curios looks, and he's standing 12 feet behind the baseline, and he's like, "All right, you want to stand back there? Fine." It's, it, it, tennis is a mental game. Yeah, yeah. Your opponent, it, it is individual warfare. Your opponent yeah. is doing anything and everything to get under your skin. Like, like go watch the Jimmy Connors, Aaron Crickstein 1990 U.S. Open match, and tell me a guy who is pulling the most tomfoolery, like ass hattery out of yeah. <laughs> out of his you know inner reaches as humanly possible, and was the most beloved tennis player at the and time for it. And he was basically doing everything Kyrgios was doing now. It's why tennis too is like so stuffy, and people like look at it. It's hard to find a. Big big fan base for the sport and, yeah. and things like that is because of the comment. And here's the deal. He, he, he sucked everyone into it too, right? Like he's sitting there and, and it's like, he started that nonsense. Then his brother, they have his brother come on his brother, like <laughs> piles on with the whole thing. Chris Fowler starts p- yeah. piling on. It's like all this deal. Like no one wants to disagree with John McEnroe where it's just like, what are you even, yeah. what are you even? I'm going to tell you this though, Matt, I, I, Nick Kyrgios is going to be in the final of this. Thing. I feel and I, I, we said last week, the stage of elimination for Nadal, the semis, whoever came out of that, that Sitsipas, Berrettini, Kyrgios quarter, and Berrettini ends up drawing with COVID, that would be the guy who is a big server who can play on grass. That, and Nadal, I, I, I see him getting past Taylor Fritz, but I, I think he might struggle a little bit with Fritz, though. I, no, I don't think yeah. it's going to be straightforward yeah. whatsoever. And I do have thoughts on Djokovic Center. That is, I have a play on that, the total number of games, which we'll talk about a little bit later on the show. But, man, yeah, the men's court is going to be fascinating. You know what's also fascinating? NBA free agency. We'll discuss some of that from over the weekend next. The VEASAN Summer Special is here for only $19. You get everything VEASAN has to offer from now till the end of this month. Sign up today and you'll get VEASAN's daily best bets. That includes Adam Burke on the MLB, NFL preseason coverage, plus premium articles on golf, UFC, and NASCAR. If you want the full VEASAN experience, which features the daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it, the cost is only $19. $24.42 Canadian. All right. To be a subscriber through July 31st. Not much change there on those Canadian. No, we're we're pretty. We're, pretty I, I'm actually looking at the the graph. It's, it's just a pretty straight. flat. It's pretty mm. flat. You know what they took out of that summer special read? USFL mm. insights because USFL yeah. is over, which I think we might. Which be. Kelly took out of the read. <clears throat> oh, good job, good job. Well done, sir. <laughs> Thanks, Kelly. Well done. I definitely read the read with the USFL earlier today and did not even think about that. For yeah, time. we just got a tweet. I guess PSA because I got a tweet too from our, our friend Ryan who watches the show a lot. Mm-hmm. Appreciate everybody who does. He he was raging about how he couldn't find the USFL championship game on his TV. I'm like, well, it was it was last night, but yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Awkward. Hey, long weekend. Understand you've been partying. Who knows, man? Yeah. These we, days we get will lost. Discuss our fruit baskets in a little bit, about 15 minutes. And I think that, uh, Matt, you're, you had a future that got very, very close, but we'll, we'll at least discuss that then. Uh, we are also sort of in that process of unpacking everything that is going on in NBA offseason right now. Odds have been kind of flying all over the place. I guess first, to do some housekeeping here, we did have some, some free agent moves from over the weekend. None incredibly impactful, but at least some really nice pieces for some of these teams where the veteran Goran Dragic goes to Chicago on a one-year deal. 
Cody Martin, if, if we're talking at least you know from just scratch year contracts, uh, does get a four-year $32 million deal, the most significant of the three with Charlotte. While Dante DiVincenzo, who uh, was traded from Milwaukee to Sacramento, uh, left for Sacramento midseason, he now goes to Golden State two-year, just over $9 million. And then we see a couple of rookie extensions as well. After all that discussion, you know, Kelly, you were part of this too, thinking, all right, what's really going to happen with Zion and the Pelicans? And they kind of just quietly were like, all right, five-year max extension here and it's up to worth up to 231 million. Yeah, I can't blame. You know, it, it, it was one of those uh I mean, I guess he could technically still be included in a Kevin Durant deal, right? It's just now becomes the same situation as Bam Adebayo on the Heat that we keep talking about where you can't have the two players under rookie the rookie extensions mm-hmm. on your on your same team. So, so that, any yeah. trade involving the Pelicans would also have to involve or uh, involving the Pelicans would have to involve Ben, ben Simmons on the net side. Correct. And so that was like, probably the biggest thing of as, in regards to a franchise important piece is is the Zion news, and then Darius Garland also get the, gets the max rookie uh, extension as well. But in, in addition to this, all Matt, we've seen the odds really go all over the place as it relates to a NBA championship odds, and that's partially because of all the uh, hysteria and thoughts around Kevin Durant, where he will actually go. But we also do have odds on where Durant will actually land, which is kind of a good place to start, because I know you've been looking at some of these these hypothetical trades, what, what would work, what would not work. And it seems like in a nutshell, we have realized that there's not a single trade that isn't going to be messy and really, really complicated to actually pull off behind the scenes. But we're kind of trying to figure out now, what makes the most sense? And so the Suns are the favorites to land Durant. That was one of his two original wish list teams. But I know as you've been looking into this, Matt, it's like, what, where, what is the reality in that actually getting done? Yeah, it's just, it's all this, Kelly, like you were talking about, like, it's, it, there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes that you, that I guess, like, wasn't at the forefront of when you start to really think about how any of this stuff plays out. But because like, NBA oh, contracts you can't have this are player stupid. on the same team as this player yes, and this, whatever, yeah. and blah, 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 and all this stuff. And you start to go, like, oh, I guess I was kind of unaware that that was a, a thing. Yeah, NBA like, contracts are really stupid. <laughs> Even if you know the NBA really well, sometimes this stuff is tough to pick up. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Matt. So I think with Phoenix, yeah, we could start there. And that that applies to DeAndre Ayton and, and you know, whether they're going to give him his extension or try to, you know, deal with him under his current deal. Uh, I mean, there's what most likely, it, if, it, if it's a deal that involves DeAndre Ayton, Aiden, which will be a deal that I'm sure the Suns are proposing, will most likely need a third team to be a part yeah. of it for it to work out best for 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 the Nets and the Suns, and obviously that third team's going to get something too. So that that's what it sounds like is most likely if a deal includes DeAndre Ayton is going to require, but the Suns, like the Raptors, and we're going to get to all these teams, mm-hmm. but Suns like the Raptors, I think they have a couple different, and the Pelicans too, they have a couple different deals they could send uh, Brooklyn's way and see if they bite on one of them. I think the one that is almost the most interesting is the Pelicans. Now, I know that Durant has not mentioned the Pelicans as a team that he wants to play for or that he would even consider. And, you know, again, when you have as much power as he does, he can probably veto, like, you know, what team he goes to. But I think if you're the Nets and you're just looking for a straight exchange and what you could get in return, the, the, the Pelicans offer that at least people have proposed seems to be the most interesting to me. Because you get Ingram, who's still a young talent, right? I mean, it's not like you're, it's not like you're getting another, another old in, mm-hmm. in return. He's 25 years old yeah. and coming off the best season of his career. So and, and he's like kind, a I mean, young he's a, talent in He's return. a younger Kevin Durant. Yeah. I, I mean, is he ever going to live up to that? I don't know. But he is the same type of player, right? So, like, it almost seems like if you're the Nets, and I understand, like, there's a lot that goes into all this, but, like, th- what the Pelicans could offer – seems like it would be the most interesting to me because as we, as we talked about, I mean, the, the Raptors seem to be unwilling to part with Scotty Barnes. At least that's kind of one of the rumors anyway. So that one to me is – we're talking a lot of this. There was an article on The Athletic today, right, Matt? You were really picking apart. We were reading some of this. And I think I kind of had the opposite reaction to what the writer did on on, on Scotty Barnes and the Raptors. So maybe – and the problem is I think this could become a negotiating nightmare if with any deal based around him because I think you could make the argument if you're the Nets – Am I really going to trade Kevin Durant, all-world player, for a deal, a package of players? It would be a package, mm-hmm. right, in first-round draft picks. But based around a second-year player who, yes, we I mean, I think is going to end up being really good, but, 
you know, they don't really know, and he still has a somewhat limited offensive game. Are you really going to base an all-world star like Kevin Durant for a package base around that? Meanwhile, I can totally see Toronto saying, are we willing to sacrifice the next decade of of this franchise mm-hmm. to bring in a star like Kevin Durant for two to four years? So I think like I the problem is I think any either one of those teams, if they are discussing Scotty Barnes, could come to the table with that argument for for negotiating leverage, and then it's gonna blow it's gonna blow up in their faces. So I don't know that one. But again, Brooklyn has other pieces mm-hmm. they could offer. That's right? why. I, well, that's why I just keep think I keep coming back to, and there's a reason why the Nets are still three to one, and people might look at that and say, yeah. wait, what he said he wants out, this doesn't make any sense. Well, as you actually break down every single potential option here, and that's why I think you bring, bringing up the Pelicans is fascinating because that does actually make a lot of sense, yeah. even though he has, he has not had them on his list or has not really talked mm-hmm. about them. But there's a world here in which he does not actually get traded, which I don't know that people are really giving that possibility the respect that it deserves. When you consider how messy any of these Suns, Raptors, Heat specifically even if you want to go 76ers, like those would be so messy. Even the Warriors, which after that initial report from over the weekend, kind of was dispelled over the last you know 48 hours. Yeah, I mean, I look at I look at this, and I don't know if you could talk to Durant. I mean, the reason the eight to one on the Pelicans at least is interesting to me from just from a betting perspective is one, the number's pretty big. I mean, you would feel like you got at least a decent return on this. And again, like as far as just an a, a natural easy exchange of players and assets to get Durant, like. It seems as if the easiest one is the Pelican. It seems like that is the one that has the least amount of resistance other than Durant himself. I, I think the Nets need to start – the Nets. It, probably the media and everybody who talks about this really just need to start talking more about how – which deals are the Nets actually going to favor, right? Yeah. All of us want to talk about these deals that we think could work. But at the end of the day, you always got to sit back and, and realize the Nets do still have to consider that they have – one of the greatest commodities in the NBA, yeah. right? And it's tough to let him go for something that you know is is less value than what he's worth. And, and I think that that's what you're talking about, Matt. I think the Pelicans, for what the Nets would could possibly gain in return, offer the most realistic chance of mm-hmm. a trade. If I'm assuming the Scotty Barnes thing is going to be an issue right. in Toronto, and I think it will be, um, and I think I actually think the Miami Heat are the second best yep. one. Yep. But it's both of these now, though, in my mind, require the Ben Simmons being Ben Simmons being included in the trade, so you can get Zion in return or Bam out of bio in return. And I think that's. I, it almost has to be done at this point. I, I, I think if those two, those two would be the front runners for me. And if that's the case, Ben Simmons has to be included in the trade with Kevin Durant. Miami just seems like the classic. Oh yeah, logistically that that can make sense on paper, but it, you always go back to wait, would Brooklyn actually do this? And you kind of go yeah. through the you know order of operations of that. And I'm just not sure that they would. And people have been ripping that one apart, apart Ben. And I, I, I think it's fair when you say, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna trade for a, a great. A great defensive player who's undersized at center that has a limited offensive game in Bam out of bio. A guy who comes off the bench in Tyler Hero and a really overpaid guy in Duncan Robinson that you didn't that you didn't do anything that barely saw the court, you know, at the end of last year, and then throwing an aged Kyle Lowry, like that's the trade we're proposing. I could see the Nets scoffing at that. Like it's it's understandable. There's a lot of promise there, but again, but you're betting big time on that. With all out. that we remember we saw the Nets drift as low as fifty to one at one. One point yeah. to win the title, and we've you know as as we've kind of realized, you know what? It's not like a done deal. Durant is going to leave. We've seen those those odds come back a little bit. Uh, Nets right now are thirty to one at DraftKings. I'm seeing it for them to win the Eastern Conference. They're in that thirteen to one range as well. So fascinating stuff. A lot still to happen this summer, but we do have fruit baskets to give out to. We're going to discuss on the other side right here on Primetime Action. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. 
The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ice hold, cold beers, cold, hard cash. Join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Compete in 20 free-to-play pools a season for your shot. And a share of $100,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Heineken now to start your run at victory. Heineken beer made better. 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. I just got really excited. Uh, That's all it was. That's fine. Brewers walk it off for our uh, win total divisional bets. Victor Caratini. This was a pretty rough beat, though, if you had Cubs run line because it was a ball. Line drive over the center fielder's head with the bases loaded in two outs in a tie game. Would have scored the run regardless. It just happened to creep over the wall by a couple feet. So you instead, lose. Uh, instead, you lose. Yeah. Uh, th- with runners on second and third. You so know, let's look at it from run. that standpoint. Or what an amazing beat. What, what an amazing win for the Brewers run line betters. Also, how about that? The, the you know? alt two and a half yeah. run line betters. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. How, how about that? It applies I mean, that way. Yeah. It could, have been absolutely, it could have been absolutely terrible the other way. Let's make it a happy, just, a happy thing. It, just like if you went out on a limb and you were like, you know what? I'm going to back Jake Keasley and the Kansas City Royals today as a huge dog plus 220 today in Houston and you get spotted a 5 nothing lead. Well, th- that vanishes and... Jordan Alvarez, he did the thing again, Matt. 24th home run of the year. It is a walk-off off Scott Barlow, 7-6. Astros come from behind and win. He is, uh, he's real good at the baseball. Uh, that Mets, I've heard that. That Mets 3-0 lead vanished. That gone. Uh, yep, top of the second, three spot for the Mets. Bottom of the third, three spot for the Reds. And Brandon so, Drury. Brandon Drury with a three-run. Uh, Hunter Green has struck out three. I mean, so, you know, the strikeout an inning we've got going on there. Taiwan Walker's actually struck out five through Ooh. three innings, but when they're not missing bats, they are uh, they are getting hit here. So this should be a this should be a fun one. Seattle, 4 nothing there on San Diego. As you mentioned, Manaya getting touched up by this team. And so far, Chris Flexen, very early. Solid. But it's not allowed. Speaking hit. of homers, Julio Rodriguez, who has put together an amazing rookie campaign yes. for Rookie of the Year in the AL, another home run. Two-run shot off of Manaya. That is his fifteenth. So four nothing. He is living up to the hype. I mean, listen, yeah. a lot of these, a lot of these rookies have gotten called up and and struggled and had to go back down and figure things out. He is not one of those guys. And not only is he hitting for a little bit of a little bit of power here at the beginning of the beginning of the season, but he is also stealing a ton of bases. He has been very valuable to this Mariners team yep. that I would say has underperformed just a little bit, and certainly has been a little disappointing. Thirty nine and forty two for this Mariners squad. Now they've had to play the majority of the season without Mitch Hanniger in the lineup as well, who was one of their big bats that they were going to be 
uh, counting on. He is uh, starting to swing a little bit in uh, rehab, so they should have him back at some point here shortly. And, you know, who knows? Maybe they can make a little bit of a, of a run here. It is expanded playoffs, and so, yep, you know, we'll maybe see. they can kind of creep in at some point. Robbie Ray had a nice start yesterday as well, struck out 14 or 12 or 14, something like that. So he – he uh, is, is starting to look a little bit like the Robbie Ray we've seen in the last couple of years. So, you know, may, maybe they're not out of it yet. A lot of, a lot of baseball still to go. Mm-hmm. And we'll update all the rest of the scores here in about 15 minutes, top of our next segment. But without further ado, Matt Brown, it is time for some fruit baskets. Let's do it. Some bets are more fruitful than others. Let's find out who deserves a fruit basket of their own for helping the primetime action crew win this weekend. And could you have ever imagined, Matt, that when we began discussing, and really the one time we discussed USFL back in whatever that was, March, April, you would then have a fruit basket from the one bet you made circling back here in July? They didn't get it home. They didn't get it home. But they did, in fact, uh, give me a little bit of a sweat this weekend and a little bit of fun and a reason to watch football on a Sunday that wasn't in actual football season. What is that team, by the way? Because people are going to see that logo. That's the Philadelphia Stars and the Philadelphia Stars. Get an honorary fruit basket for me. It's an iconic logo, Ben. Come on. Because I stepped up. (laughs) I watched some USFL. They fought hard. They had the ball at the end of the game, maybe to try to go down, at least tie it with a field goal. But instead, you know, there was an interception and and the game was was over. They did cover if you did bet them. So we did have people say that their number was a lot closer than the four and a half that was out there. So if you did bet the stars, you made some money. On them as well, but really, this is just more of a a feel good fruit basket for them to allow me to enjoy a football game in the middle of the summer. Was it good? Was it a good football game? Thirty three to thirty. Yeah, okay. I was gonna say you wa- right. you watched, which I don't know yeah. how many right. people did, but you you did. Man. I watched you got to enjoy. It was, oh, Kelly, it was, an, it was an entertaining, actually, yeah, a real, real okay. entertaining right. football game. Uh, this one I did win some money on. I had Nick Kyrgios against Tsitsipas. Um, listen, I got the future on Kyrgios as well, but. I did. I bought into the to the interview. I bought into the stuff he said. It paid off anyway, despite the fact that it didn't really come to fruition. What he said. I mean, listen. That being that, that I will say this though, and 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 Ben, I said this at the time. Um, in that second set where he kind of came off the rails a little bit, past Nick Kyrgios would have just punted that match off. Like, like he would have just punted. Yep. He'd have just punted that match off. He was facing a guy that maybe he thought was better than him that day, and then he'd have just punted. He'd have punted that. Instead, he did. He did for for listen. To his credit, he did calm down a little bit. He did start to uh, to play good tennis again. Yeah, he got fired up there in the fifth set. But I mean, you know, why? How would you not? You know, I mean, he, I mean, in the fourth set, he got all he got all pumped up again. But listen, he um he is playing as good as as I've ever seen him play, and as long as he can just be. As long as he can just be only 70% crazy instead of 95% crazy, then maybe we can have a guy that can, can go ahead and put everything together here on a surface that suits him absolutely perfectly with that monster yeah. serve of his and, and maybe can make a run here and, and give Djokovic a little bit of trouble in the finals. We shall see. And then finally, final fruit basket for me. Uh, Jim Miller goes out, gets it done against Cowboy Cerrone. We talked about that here on the show. Got the under, got got Miller inside the distance as well. So that was a, a two for two on that fight. Uh, Cowboy Cerrone, of course, then goes into the middle of the cage and, and drops his hat and his gloves. He retired there in the middle of, of the ring. And listen, anytime these guys know they're going to retire before a before a fight, they lose about 90% of the time. I had no idea the Cowboys going to retire. That's not what <laughs> right. I'm doing. But I'm just saying, like, anytime yeah. that they, they know they're going to go in and, and retire, like, they lose about 90% of the time. It's 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 unbelievable. But um, It would be nice to know that ahead of time. Though. Yes. It, it would make betting, yeah, betting a lot would easier. Be very, very Yeah, it's, yeah. it certainly would. But, uh, you know, look, hats off to, to Cowboy. He was one of the most entertaining fighters for over a decade. And uh, good on him. He's going now. He's going to make a bunch of money just being in these little – B-rate action films and like yeah. he gets to be the tough guy and, to and not actually get punched in the face. Like, you know, he, he gets paid probably more money to not get really punched in the head as opposed to, you know, going out there and actually get punched in the head. So good Seems on like him. Seems like a nice, a nice trick. Yes, good on nice. him. But Jim Miller submits him and uh, and that was a nice little two for two on that. Point. All right. I will go first with Francis Tiafo, who did lose yesterday. Great five-setter to David Goffin. But to me, Matt, he is he is kind of entrenched himself now. He is one of those guys I trust in these early rounds of majors. 
and, and Grand Slams. He has proven to be a guy who can hold his weight, especially on a surface like the grass where he was great to throw in, uh, in money line parlays here in these early rounds, took care of his business, had an early scare against Alexander Bublik in the third round, but got through in four sets. And he's, he's a guy now where you can trust him in these early round matches, which is huge, as we've discussed in, in places like Wimbledon, but also against the top guys as well. You know he's going to put up a fight. You know he will never say die in a best of five setting. And that is great on the overs as well. He is a guy who uh, you just kind of assume against a big name like a David, David Goffin, he will go the distance. And that is certainly what happened. So he's been very profitable, whether you backed him in money line spots early in the tournament or bet overs in his last couple of matches. So that was my first one. And then the Oakland Athletics, Matt, they're just the gift that uh, keeps on giving if you want to fade Oakland. <laughs> uh, have them see their season win total under 69.5, which I made the morning that they traded away Sean Mania week before the season. They are on a about a 57-win pace the last time I checked. Uh, and the, the, over the weekend, it was just uh, it was more futility. One run apiece in each of their last two games. I, you know, betting against them, team total, which uh, that is a play I have on them mm-hmm. tonight. Uh, so team total, run line, money line, whatever it is. Uh, the Oakland days. Just thank you for being really bad at baseball. Thank you. Yeah, my first uh, fruit basket going to Jim Miller and Donald Cowboys to Roney. Uh, like you talked about, Matt, we were talking about that one. We had J- Jordan on Friday night. I love it when you and Jordan both love the same bet together. That's for sure. I, that was an auto bet right away for me. The under in this fight was able to pick off a nice uh, plus 320 for it to end in the second round exactly, too. Um, so, yeah, great. that was a great fight to basically get things started on the UFC card where I lost a few others. So the big money was on the one that mattered, and that, that, was, uh, that was great. Adesanya, my next one. This was like the Adesanya by decision. Matt, it's getting it's getting become a no-brainer bet a little bit. Like, what is it? Eight of his past twelve fights or something? That's how it's ended. Um, that was one. You know, just be able to t- pick off a plus one twenty-five on that for a guy who's minus five dollars going into the fight. Uh, nice winner at the end of the card as well. And then over to golf. Not much golf to really celebrate this weekend. But yeah. Scott Stallings and a nice top twenty bet uh, that that did hit. Um, the one winning bet on a very, very short card for me. Uh, but I did take $50 from Jeff Parles, too, on a side bet. So that, there, there you go. go. Why didn't you have a, a fruit basket of, of Jeff's face? <laughs> Makes it all better when you pla- can take Parles. Pla- you know? face right there. Uh, I, and I did do the recalculations. A's are on a 52-win pace. So I uh, you nice. know, overestimated where they're at. 58 and 28 at home this year. You can probably guess where I'm going tonight, Matt. Uh, under team total, which I'll explain a little bit more later. Watch them. Watch this be the night where they score like eight runs off Alec Manoa. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, still a lot of baseball to update. We'll do that on the other side. We have 32 teams and apparently 31 shows. Now, Matt, we're going to talk both Bengals and Browns pretty in depth. That's still to come. We have two more hours right here on primetime action from BSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work.